What's up, everybody? Austin here with Off the Cuff, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. And today, I want to introduce you to someone who I've known for many years. He's a very good friend of mine. We go way back. His name is Brent Bailey. We're both from the same hometown. We actually graduated from the same high school, in fact. He's a uh, little bit older than I am, but uh, we were at the same school at the same time, which is pretty cool. And, you know, he is a musician, and I've had several uh, musicians on at this point, or people, at least people that have, you know, either amateur or professional musicians. And what an awesome conversation, what an awesome opportunity it is, because everybody loves music. I mean, mu- music is a universal language, and we talk about that, and we talk about why we think that might be. Um, he is a graduate of Liberty University in Virginia, and he actually received a scholarship, a full-ride scholarship to Liberty University, and we talk about how he got that scholarship. And let me tell you right now, it was not necessarily the <laughs> most conventional way to get a scholarship, and it was a video that he, pre- he created for a contest. I'll just give you that little bit of information, but it was not your, it was not a typical video. Let's just say that. Um, so I'm excited to share that with you. I'm going to put a link to that video in the show notes, but we're definitely going to talk about that. We talk about his love for music, what, what got him in, uh, initially interested in pursuing music. And we talk about some psychology behind music and some theories we have there. And I was so thankful to have Brent on. It's, this was actually our first virtual podcast which I will touch on in the recording itself but so he's actually in Michigan I'm in Georgia we did a FaceTime and you'll notice there's actually a couple of parts where his audio kind of dips out a little bit but I think we were able to with the artificial intelligence um, I have running the audio through and with a little other a little bit other audio magic on my end I think I was able to work around it so if there's a couple of spots where it's hard to understand I forgive me for that this was our first virtual recording Um, but I think it's very easy to um, I don't think it's that big of a deal but just FYI it is a little bit of a different sound than what you might be used to in the previous episode so let's get right into it with my guest Brent Bailey Brent, I gotta say, it is truly an honor to have you on the podcast. And what's really interesting about this episode is that this is the first episode that we are recording virtually. So we are both on a FaceTime right now. Yeah, man, thank you for having me. Uh, Obviously, we go way back. And um, yeah, uh, I think we tried to make it in person happen, but for some reason or another, we just couldn't make it work. And so thank you for being flexible and and let me uh join in virtually um yeah it's it's an honor to be here man absolutely well and it's not that i'm in this podcast i'm doing my best you know to keep everything as in person as possible but i definitely don't want that to limit what the show is capable of so um and it's funny because i was actually in michigan like uh i think it was early june and we, we thought we might have been able to cross paths but it didn't work out so, right. but we were, we were determined to make this happen. So absolutely. But so before we get too deep into the conversation, Brent, yep. I, when we logged on, you had this amazing latte mm-hmm. and you showed me, you showed me, you were actually at the, on the tail end of constructing this amazing latte and it inspired me to start the episode today by pouring my own in-house cause I'm at my house today, uh, in-house cup of iced coffee. So on the podcast, I'm going to. You're gonna hear you can hear the packet of stevia because I, I I recommended stevia a few weeks ago. Oh, cool! So I'm gonna use my stevia, pouring that in. Can I ask uh, what kind of coffee are you using with that? So like a, I think like uh, iced coffee where you pour ice over hot coffee. So it's cold. It's chilled coffee. I I keep chilled um, hot coffee. So I, every every week or so I brew just regular coffee. It's Sometimes Folgers. This this time, I think it's a combination of different Starbucks beans, yep. hand grinded, which I also recommended on a previous episode, and then just put it in the fridge overnight, so nice. it stays chilled, it stays cold. And then I always put. So I bought one of these Starbucks cups that it's like one of the plastic cups, and it has the three. Um, it has like the three lines on it to tell you the kind of. I assume they're measuring lines. But so right. if you're at home, the way I do it, I feel if, you, if you're interested and you want to make iced coffee at home, people love my 
my recipe for iced coffee. So I bought a grande sized, or it's actually a venti sized, I'm sorry, it's a venti sized um, cold coffee cup at Starbucks and there's three lines. I fill ice to the top line, then I put half and half all the way to the bottom line. And you have to do it in this order. So put ice to the top line, then I put my I put my creamer all the way up to the bottom line. I see you're doing that right now. Yep, so I'm doing that right now. Put the top back on it. And then I put the stevia in. Sometimes I put the stevia in last, and this time I put it in first. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. And then I'm putting in now the coffee. Tell oh, yeah. Perfect. Well, there we go. And I'm just going to set all this back in the fridge because I don't want it to spoil. Nice. Awesome. Because you and I, we've, one of the things, we have, we have several things in common. Definitely our love for Apple. We love Apple. We've always been Apple. Oh, yeah. Apple. I, I don't like to use the word fanboys because if they get it wrong, we're not going to love them. But we're, <laughs> you know, True. fanboys insinuates that no matter what they do, you're going to follow them. Have, have you noticed the, um, I do possibly want to talk about, especially with you, there's a few things I want to touch on. One thing we could talk briefly about is the Apple VR head, headset. Oh, goodness, yeah. Like, I could, I've talked pretty extensively about that with, with friends. And um, I see a lot of people make fun of those things, but I want to be, like, one of the first people to try one of those things on. That's got to be incredible. Like, just a crazy experience. I know, and what's crazy about, I mean, honestly, when they announced the price of it, it was 3500 I was sitting there watching the keynote, and I'm like, there's no way this is good, because people had anticipated 3000 you know, yeah. and I was sitting there watching the keynote, and I'm like, this is a $5,000 piece of technology. Like, I was right. like, this is going to be way more than 3000 And then when they said it was only $3,500, i am sitting there thinking, they're not making any money on this. Like, I knew for a fact, like, look, they are just trying, that, that, is as that is as low as they could possibly get it without just straight up losing. And I think that's why you see a lot of those compromises that, you know, like you got to carry around a battery pack, you know, things like that. It's obviously like weight and all that stuff that goes into that. But, you know, the little things like that, that we'll probably see improvements on in like versions two, three, four or whatever. Um, you, yeah, you can definitely tell they, they, I think they, they spent the money in the right places on that thing. Um, anyway, it looks really cool. I'm not an expert in, in, uh, in those things, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like its own computer. Yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. Kind of... And what's interesting is that you can even, like, it covers your eyes to the point to where it even, like, I think this is actually unique. It covers your peripheral vision. Right. So when you have it on, it's as close, the reviews that I've seen of people that have, you know, tried it, you know, early, uh, early reviewers that have just, they've let a few people uh, in to, to have limited time with them. They say it's as close to not having anything, like, in your, in your vision, um, it's as close as I've ever experienced to not having, feeling like you don't have anything on, at least from your, from what you see. Now, the weight, that's different, so, it's a different story. There's different, right. there's mixed opinions about that. But um, you got, if you're, if this is something, which at this point, most people have heard about it, but if you've not, you got to go to Apple's website and take a look at it. Because this is, you know, if this is the direction the world goes, what, that's the big question is, will people adopt spatial computing, this sort of virtual, because it's not even virtual reality. It's, it's a it's right. spatial computing. Yes. which uses mixed reality, which is augmented reality and um, virtual reality. And you can sort of tune, you can kind of control how much of either you see. And augmented reality is where it incorporates the world around you and, then, and it puts things in that space in your, within your field of view. And virtual reality is when it, you completely shut out the world and you're just yeah. fully immersed in this sort of virtual reality that you can't see what's going on around you. So yeah. and they're the first headset that is mixed reality, which you can go back and forth. You can mix between the two. So it's really fascinating. And it's it, it, when I was watching the keynote, the, the reveal of it, I was like, man, this is, I, I didn't even know how to process what I was looking at because it's just, you have to rethink <laughs> yeah. everything you know about. Right now. Yeah, that's, that's, that was my first thought. I'm like, this is the future. So yeah, but this is very interesting seeing this technology, where the world's going, and will will the world adopt the virtual reality? Will they even adopt this spatial computing idea? That's really the big big thing, and that's why I'm not really interested in buying the first model. Uh, right. I mean, if I yeah. had you know endless funds and money was no 
op- object to make sure, but I'm going to wait. I, I want to wait till V2, probably V3 before yeah. I buy it. But yeah, so well, that's enough Apple, man. We'll, we'll get, maybe we can, maybe we can wrap back around and do some Apple talk, but I know most of our, not all of our listeners probably want to hear the geekiness of the Apple fanboys. But yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about where, how we met. You know, that's one of the things like, I, well, first I'll say, just start off with who are you? Like when someone, when you meet someone for the first time, how do you introduce yourself? Because, you know, people listening to this, we've known each other since 2000. We uh, really closely since 2012, but we've known each other long, even longer than that. But for somebody, when you just, just meeting you, who are you? What do you tell that person? Yeah. Uh, well, my name is Pitt Bailey and I'm from Georgia. Um, and, uh, I'm married to, uh, wonderful wife named Mary and we have one girl her name is Zoe and she's almost four she'll be four this January in 2024 so um she was born 2020 right before everything happened so that was it's kind of wild um that was crazy times and we um and I we moved to Michigan uh we live in the metro Detroit area and we moved up here around uh, late 2018 so we've been here nearly five years in a couple months it'll be it'll be five years here and we moved here i am a worship leader so i work for a church and um so i do all their music and uh we we work at a church uh or i work at a church called woodside bible church it's like a multi-site um multi-site uh non-denominational church in uh, metro detroit so yeah it's a little bit little snapshot there you go well and, and we've known each other I, like i said i don't even know when we first met technically i really don't know had to have yeah, been I'm like to think. I, I, I think i was a freshman in high school the first time i met i knew your brother yeah. earlier than you will Yep. who I actually want to talk to him about coming on the show i have not approached him yet but i want to talk about his time when on the logos hope Mm-hmm. and what he's doing now up in the Nashville area. But your brother, he's a character. Yes, he is. <laughs> I mean, he's, uh, he's somebody that I could sit and probably talk for, you know, five hours and, you know, not even realize it, but yeah. just about yeah. all the stuff that he's done. He and his wife, Alicia, are moving here to Detroit. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. They're moving here September. Oh, wow. Because they've, so, the, they've been in the Nashville area for a while. Yep. Yeah, they've been living in Franklin for a few years, and so she's going to flight school, and she needs to start, like, pretty soon. So they were looking at different schools, and they noticed Detroit was an option, and so they chose it because, you know, they got family here, and so we're really excited to have them up here. Wow. Well, that gives me another reason to come up there again, because we actually were in Holland, Michigan, visiting another friend of mine who's also in worship (laughs) leading in Michigan. (laughs) And, and he's actually going to come on the show, too. We're going to talk about, with him, I want to talk more about, like, the differences he's noticed in Southern culture and, like, Northern culture. Oh, so yeah. I want I want to not talk about that with you so much because that's, I'm definitely, I'm going to be talking, I don't want it to be too repetitive. But yeah. for us, we have that background, whereas with him, I don't, I've only known him for a few years. But, so how, how did we first get in each other's, like, let's talk about the project we worked on. You know, I was still in college. You were actually on staff at a church here in um, Rome, Georgia, right. which is where I'm living and where the majority of the podcasts are recorded, or at least in the Georgia, Georgia South, you know, uh, southeast corner of the United States, really, because some yeah. in Alabama too. But um, right. let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, I worked in a church in Rome, and uh, we got involved in a in a like a fun. Uh, project where we just capture people's stories and put it on together in like a kind of a documentary style uh, project, and uh, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and it was, yeah. uh, and and you know they say like it's the crazy once you make a film with somebody, really if you make a, a video, honestly, especially something longer than like long form, yeah, it's like you become long, you basically become lifelong friends. It's like right. you you go, you know through so much together trying to make something from start to finish that has that many moving parts and you you know the scheduling and the editing and the shooting and the you know you know the getting it we had a premiere for it you know at the church was really fun um 
so it's like that really solidified our relationship and we yep. love we knew you know we both had an interest our background in um multimedia you know you're more focused on the um really heavy in the audio uh, music world but there's right. so much overlap and i've said this before there's so much overlap in the video and and music i mean they just they are they're so intertwined with with each other which you know uh we can get deeper into that too but um, i think realize just how important audio is to video creation um i didn't realize it until I got involved with you, just how important audio quality really is. Um, people focus a lot of attention on the cameras and the lenses and the lighting, which are all very important, but audio is right up there. Um, anyway, that was just a side note. No, I mean, it's absolutely true. And I actually had um, one of my friends also in the, she's her name's Mo. She was on a previous episode um, and we talked about, she she has a background in video and she, we, she, we talk about that, how important it is because people, bad audio is painfully is a painful experience yes. you know bad video is not really painful so to speak i mean sure. it's cringy to me because i you know I'm a, yeah. I'm a geek and nerd out for high quality video but most people if they turn and play a video and the video quality is excellent but the sound quality is trash they're not going to watch it it's just an uncomfortable experience um so you know it's really audio is the most important um aspect of good video it is the number one um, and that's not, that's not me talking, that's not an opinion. I mean, that's, that's pretty, pretty under, pretty, um, a well-valued sentiment in the, in this, in, in this industry. So it's very important. Yeah. So how did you get, so let's, I want to back up and talk about, so, you know, you, you're a worship leader and you've worked for, um, how many churches, I guess at this point, have you worked for since college? Is it just the two pretty just much? Two. Okay. Yeah. So just the two churches, one in Rome and now the one in, in the Detroit area. Okay, so yeah. how did you get into that position? Because I know with you specifically, so you went to Liberty University, and that's in Virginia, right? Correct. Okay, making sure I get there. You yeah. had a very interesting uh, first step into getting into that college, and I definitely want to talk about that because that's when I when I think of Brent Bailey, that's got to be in the top five, top three things I think about was that video that you made for 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 your uh, what effectively became a scholarship. Right. So talk yeah. about that. That was kind of crazy, that whole thing. Uh, speaking of bad video quality. <laughs> so there was a like a contest. So I was I was an upcoming freshman at Liberty. Um, I just gotten accepted. And um, I remember, you know, we I, we weren't really wealthy or anything like that. We were kind of lower middle class growing up. And so the idea of going to a private school and not taking out loans was kind of out of the question. And so, um, you know, my parents were like, hey, love that you want to go there, but, you know, maybe consider, uh, uh, you know, Georgia Highlands for a couple of years. And I knew that the degree I was wanting with music, you kind of have to be there all four because you get started in your major right away. Um, and so, uh, you know, for me, it was a faith thing. I'm like, I know the Lord is calling me here. And so God, like, please make a way uh, somehow. All right, I want to pause here. Zoe is asking me for another episode of something that she's watching. So I want to go and help her out. I'll be right back. And he said, he said to pause, but I may keep this in. <laughs> Going to his daughter is asking for another episode on the Netflix or whatever she's watching in the other room. It's pretty funny. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. No worries, so, man. I'll probably keep that in the show, FYI. I think that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that, it happened. I think with this COVID season, people working from home, you know, it's very normal. Yeah. Uh, kids around and stuff. Uh, but kind of back to that, I, I got an email from the school saying like, hey, we got this video contest. Um, you need to answer a few questions, but with the video, and it needs to be two minutes long. And the prize was like a full tuition scholarship worth about $60,000 at the time, which I know today isn't that much for school. But back then, that was, you know, that was the whole tuition. So 
you know, we're like, well, we got to try. I've never made a video before in my life, but we got to give it a shot. And so my buddy, Aaron Peterson and my brother, Will and myself, we kind of, kind of thought like, what if we got tased and chased by a police dog? And what if we were just like set on fire and what you all this crazy dumb stuff. And then we're like, okay, we got to make this make sense, you know? So I'm this broke high school student doing everything he can to raise some extra money for college. And that's the story of the video. And I'm going to do everything from being a college mascot, which is the Liberty Flames. So I'm going to get set on fire at a birthday party. And I'm just going to like, you know, uh, destroy everything while I'm on fire. <laughs> or I'm going to be a test dummy for dogs and tasers, you know, for the police department. And they're going to pay me like 20 bucks to do it, you know, um, or uh, somebody paid me to ride on ride on a bull to test the bulls out or something stupid. Yeah. And um, anyway, we filmed this thing and it was so much fun. And I really did get tased. I really did get set on fire. Um, everything was safe. We're all good. Um, and uh, I got on a bull, but I didn't ride the bull. Like I wore the same clothes that the professional wore. Yeah. And then we cut to, like, we put a dummy on the back of a bull and just let the bull destroy it. Oh, so. <laughs> I need to watch this video again. Is it available online somewhere? Yeah, it's on YouTube. If you look up Brent Bailey Scholarship, Liberty Scholarship, you should be able to find it somewhere on YouTube. Could I link that video and put it in the show notes for the world to see? <laughs> or, or do we want to make that a scavenger hunt for the listener? <laughs> Hey, whatever, I, I, whatever you want to do with it. You know? Okay, I may do that because I really have, I haven't seen this video in years, but yeah. I would love to watch it and, and I'm, I'll put a link to it um, in the show notes if you want to watch this video. But what was the, and you may have said this and I may have missed it, what, was there a prompt that the school gave you or did they just say make a video? Yeah, yeah it was, um, why do you deserve the scholarship? Um, what profession is your faith inspiring you to pursue? Um, and I think that was, I think that was, there was a third question. I can't remember what it is. Um, but anyway, it was kind of those main questions. So you were supposed to answer these questions with the video. Correct. Okay. 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 Like, dude, and I kind of felt bad, man. Like there was like really, really well-made videos on there. And then there were some like really heartwarming, heart touching testimonies from people too of like why they just, why they feel like, but it was just them talking in a video. So it's not like it was a video contest. It was really just a, like it that wasn't, was, a, it wasn't. Yeah, they, yeah. I think they thought like, oh, they, they want us to send a video, like an essay, like a video essay or something. Yeah, like it was more like a, a video message, not necessarily like a produced video. Like it wasn't a contest of who can make the best video. Correct. Yeah. Well. I knew, uh, like, I'm like, okay, if we're going to do something, we need to do something different than everybody else. And also, like, they, they're they not looking for, necessarily for, like, a good story from somebody just talking. They're not looking for, um, uh, you know, an essay or anything like that. They're looking for something that will get views. And so we're like, we got to do something outrageous. Yeah. Well, you definitely did that. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Outrageous is an understatement. In fact, and, well, I w would say this, though. It did probably help that your dad, so your dad's a police officer. Correct. So yeah. I'm assuming that at least with the tasing and some of the, like, some of the aspects of the video were easier probably because you had that access. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, man. Whenever you, whenever you are in kind of a creative mindset, use what's around you. Use, uh, like think of the think of the the connections that you have in your life that make it unique that make you unique, and pull from that. You know, like um, uh, I got tased because my dad's a police officer. You know, but if my dad were, I don't know, um, uh, a doctor, I would have done something medical. You know. So. Yeah. Or if he were a welder, he would have, he could have melded a wrench to your to your backside. You know, like something, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would be, <laughs> I think I'd rather get taste like several times. <laughs> yeah, I think so. 
Yeah, I don't <laughs> I think that would probably not work out as well as the taser. But uh, but yes, yeah, so I agree with you. Yeah, I and mean, that's just any content, you know. I mean, with just podcast. I mean, that's a it's a testament to that because I'm the first. Like I've got at this point, I don't even know. I can't even keep track of at this point how many we've recorded because I've got more recorded than we've released, and then I've got uh, twenty other ones that I'm you know either have scheduled or will be scheduling, and most of the people. Are people that I've known for years. I mean, along the way, you know, I have met people and that I have just met, you know, or have specifically wanted to come on the show. Um, but that's how I started. I mean, that's was my whole point was like I'm. I have all these people around me that I come in contact with every single day, or at least regularly, some yeah. more regularly than others, but with amazing stories. I mean, I was just going through my contacts yesterday to make a list of all the people I want to reach out to. And I'm just like, there's Elvis impersonator. I've got doctors, cardiologists. I've got lawyers. I've got, you know, musicians. I've got painters. I've, I mean, to, and the list goes on and on and on. And it's just people in the film industry, people um, um, in the general entertainment industry. And it's like, I've got all these people that I've met over the years. And I'm like, I want to just talk to these people just because I talk to them all the time. So why not record it and share their stories with the world, you know? So that's kind of, it's a perfect testament. It's a perfect example of what you're talking about. So Yeah, that's awesome. So what was it like, what was it like at going to, to Liberty? So you went to, what did you study specifically, your major? And like, what was that like in those four years? Yeah, I, so I studied music and worship. Um, and uh, so a lot of music theory, a lot of oral skills, um, a lot of arranging, composing, and uh, some tech stuff to learning music notation software, um, uh, conducting, uh, like conducting choral and things like that. And uh, also like the, well, obviously all your undergrad degrees, you have your, your kind of, you know, core uh, classes, your, your mathematics and literature and stuff like that um you know your second languages um but on the music side of things it was a lot of the practical skill sets like those that i just mentioned but also um the uh theology stuff too biblical studies and um you know also like theological courses that relate specifically to worship ministry um and so uh and then also some practicums and uh an internship as well in in Dexter, Missouri. That's where I interned for three months. Oh, really? It's a little town of four to 6,000 people. Uh, well, that's yeah. news to me. I didn't even know you did that. Yeah, it was an interesting time. So what did you sure. do there? What did you What did you do there? What, what, what was it, just a random choice? Were you assigned that? What when did you choose? Uh, yeah, I was assigned it. Okay. Um, we kind of went through some interviews and they paired us up with churches that they thought would be good fits and... Uh, I went out to uh, First Baptist Church out there. Uh, nothing against the First Baptist Church, but I uh, um, I don't think that that's necessarily the route that I'm supposed to be, you know, be with. Yeah. Uh, and but anyway, um, I was kind of just an intern, just doing whatever tasks that they needed me to do. Yeah. Um, it, it gave me good experience of of just. I think everybody needs that experience and whatever field they go into, you need to experience the, 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 uh, kind of this, if, especially if you're going into any kind of leadership, you need to, you need to have a season where you are a servant. Um, you need to, because humility is such a huge part of leadership, uh, and servant leadership. So, um, that's, it really taught me a lot of that. It was really, um, good experience there and and yeah that that's really i mean i mean i i went into liberty with no musical background other than just playing music by ear and um uh, playing in a few bands and things like that but yeah i i had no official music theory training anything like that and so i learned everything that i know about uh like formally about music through, uh, from school. And so I attribute all that to there. I would not be where I am today without Liberty. So 
you did the internship and you graduated. What were, I guess, what were some of the things? Because a lot of people listen to this. Um, music is very interesting. Everybody loves music. So anytime I have right. a musician on, I definitely want to talk about, like, what is it about music that inspires you? Like, what is it about music that cho- you, you, like, you woke up one day and said, hey, I want to, I want to tinker around on this keyboard and see what I can do with it. You know, what, what initially triggered that for you? Yeah, I think first, uh, kind of my first experience with it was, um, I just kind of picked up a guitar with a friend who knew how to play. And, uh, I realized like, oh, it's not as, this isn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. Um, and as far as just like making a chord or whatever, this isn't rocket science. It's just going to take a lot of work and practice. And so, um, my dad had like an old acoustic guitar that he never really touched. Um, and I said, Hey, can I, can I just play on that for a while? And man, I just locked myself in my room, um, for hours on end. And, and I, I, I learned basic chords and, and learned a few like fun songs and then just kind of self-taught from there. But I think what drew me to it was, um, I mean, I, I didn't really have like a thing in high school. I wasn't like athletic. Um, I'm not super coordinated. Uh, <laughs> I know that that's, that's shocking. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I when I was like, hey, this could be something that I could do. Uh, I just fell more and more in love with it, and I've always loved listening to music and. Um, it, it kind of blows my mind that there are people in the world that don't necessarily like music. Um, but Hey, I mean, that's, that's, that's cool. You know, like there's things I don't like as well, but, um, it just always was a natural drawing. Like it was a natural draw for me because, uh, it's just beautiful. Um, and then the more I learn about music and how it actually works, the mathematics to it and just how, um, you know, everything, how everything comes together is like the science of music. It's, um, it's just more and more like beautiful. So it's pretty neat. Have you, so this, what, what do you know about? So like when you went to school, did you, <clears throat> you talked about what, what training or education did you receive specifically on songwriting? I did not. Um, okay, so no songwriting. Because the only reason I ask that is because I have this theory. Because mm-hmm. um, I've put a lot of thought on if I were to write music, how would I approach it? You know, because I, I love I love being creative. I love tools and technology, and I just never became. I was always drawn more towards video because of I, this having an audience and people watching content and having making people feel certain ways and. Um, I, but I could have easily have become, went down the path of musician. I actually have some light background in, in music. I, you know, was in the band and played saxophone and, um, could play the piano by ear, really, you know, kind of like you just learning fun songs. But I have a theory. I've never asked a musician this. Yeah. So like in the world of, in the world of video and, and visual image, you have color psychology, right? You have green, the different colors mean different things. Red's very passionate. It causes you to be uh, hungry. It causes you to want to go out and move and do. And blue creates this sense of friendship and trust, which is why the social media icons are all basically have blue in them. And all your, almost all of your fast food restaurants have red in them in some way. You know. So I have a theory that certain instruments have a similar. Like if you want to create someone, I would think if you're writing a song, you want to first focus on how do you want the listener to feel. And then it's like, okay, what instruments? Because I'm always like, when you think about a music, it blows my mind because you have somebody, there's a trumpet solo in a song, right? Like an Ed Sheeran um, song or like a Justin Bieber song. Right. And I talk about Justin Ed Sheeran because I'm, I'm like all obsessed with him right now. I saw him twice literally in the past three mo- uh, two months. Oh, I wow. saw him two times, once in Atlanta and once in Nashville. Just freaking love it. Um, but there's like songs that's like, this song has a trumpet solo and this song has an electric guitar solo. This song has a key, a piano solo. When you think about it, they could have chose any instrument. They could have chosen an oboe for heaven's sake. You know, why did they choose, 
why did they choose a oh heck my robotic vacuum cleaner just started <laughs> i'm gonna stop that hold on and this is off the cuff baby Wait, your phone yeah that's awesome i need to stop it i'll just pause it temporarily i love that electronic in fact i recommended the robot a few episodes ago pausing job okay um but is do you think there's any validity to that that like certain instruments have a certain psychology kind of like I, colors do i i have not looked into it but i i would imagine so i mean certainly um the way you play those instruments definitely um affects that but as far as like you know a, an acoustic guitar might evoke like a sense of warmth um and uh just a natural kind of warmth yeah whereas like uh um and you know like a, yeah i don't i don't really know i haven't looked into it but i would imagine that there's there's something there to look into for sure yeah because it's like they think about any song i mean every note that is played they had to choose the sound mm -hmm. of it the and the instrument the I mean, not even not even getting into rhythm and um, tempo and like the right. those fundamentals. But it's like, how, what made them choose that particular instrument for that particular note? Whether it's a a synth, like a like a like a synthetic uh, right. keyboard, like like a bahum. Trying to think, how would you describe a synth to somebody? Like I'm right, like a synthesizer. It's kind of right. like that long tone. Um, padding like yeah that. it's like versus the trumpet versus that's just, just that's something i in fact i need to if you know anybody who's actually a songwriter mm -hmm. i would love to talk to them because and i have i have somebody in my list i want to talk to who's a songwriter christian songwriter um but that's something i've always pondered that i'd love to dive deeper into i mean yeah i've got a i've got i mean i know somebody you could talk to i don't, I don't on the show but um you could talk to chandler Oh, Chandler, he's actually, yeah, he's at it. So he's he's a writer heavily. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, he's on, I actually put him on my list, believe it or not. Um, yesterday yeah, I was looking at him. So I'll talk. Songwriting with him. Huh. Okay. I'll definitely do that. So, because he's actually worked at Passion City for hmm. quite a while, where with um, Louis Giglio and Chris right. uh, Hamlin. Yes. I said Chris, Chris, Chris Tomlin. I'm sorry. Chris Tomlin. Yes. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. It's been a while since. Uh, I thought I thought about Chris Tom, Chris Tomlin, but yeah, very, very okay. So very cool. So there's something there well, for sure. Yeah. Chris Chris is kind of doing his own thing now, but um, okay. So he's not he's not with Louie anymore, right? Yeah, Chandler got involved with Passion City kind of soon after uh, Chris kind of did his own thing. No okay. crimes. So, yeah, he okay. never. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's somebody who's definitely talking to. Okay, I'll definitely put him on my list if I haven't already. I know I saw him in my contacts yesterday but um okay well very cool so now well i would say just from a song uh from a from a music standpoint why do you think that it's so universal like because it is this known as the universal language all right i mean music you know why do you think it's so impactful the most the majority of people 99 999 out of a thousand people are moved by music instantly you know mm -hmm. why do you think that is Oh, there's definitely um, there's definitely something in our makeup uh, universally that uh, responds to art and beauty and music. Um, I, I can give you kind of my uh, kind of spiritual answer to that. It is I think it was by design. I think God designed that in us, and um, I I think that uh, it's a way ultimately to worship him and it, it it's it's a it's amazing what music can do i mean it can uh there are studies on this and you know why why does an alzheimer's patient they can't remember who people are who are close to them but they remember songs and melodies from years ago hmm. there's something to music that imprints on our soul um and leaves just a mark on us. And, you know, there's, there's a reason why if you listen to, you know, like, <laughs> this is kind of funny. Yesterday, I was like, man, I kind of want to go down memory lane with music. I'm just going to like, 
I'm going to, I'm going to listen to Creed. <laughs> and man, it brought me back to high school in middle school, you know, um, just instantly. And, uh, there's something to that. There's, there's music and smell specifically, man, they, they take you right back. They transport you back in time. Um, so it, there's something to our physiological makeup that connects to music in profound ways. And, um, each, and it's very cultural too, you know, like there's, uh, people all over the world, like music is universal. It's, uh, people all over the world have some variation of a type of music that they, that they love. And it's just beautiful. Um, I think it's by design. Um, I think it's, uh, it's, it's a, we, ha we, you know, I think that the God of the Bible is a creative God and that is reflected in the art and beauty that he made and the, in nature. And, um, you know, he created the music. Uh, okay, Zoe. Oh, gosh. Sorry about that. That's okay. Do what you got to do. Sure. I love it in post-COVID times. Everybody's so used to, this is very reflective of Sorry about that. Zoom calls in today's day and age. So anyway, uh, yeah, back to music. I mean, yeah, it's, it's certainly a reflection of a creative God that made us. At least that's my, that's my point of view on it. Um, and I'm sure that there are some, some, uh, scientific studies out there yeah. that can speak more in depth to DNA and physiological, um, things that I'm not, uh, well versed in, but, um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It, it is, it is powerful. It is, uh, it's. It, yeah, music leaves a mark on your soul. Yeah. Well, I'm sitting here thinking about it. I'm like, that's really the first form of art that we're all exposed to because it's the only art form other than obviously spoken word and, you know, poetry. But it's the only form of art that we can kind of consume even in the womb. Absolutely. And that's a great point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. And it's like, yes, you can hear people, you can hear noises, but really as a, you know, when you're in the womb, you don't, you can't understand spoken word, obviously, but you can feel rhythm. And yep. so that's really, when you think about it, that is the oldest form of art that anyone, the first form of art that all people are exposed to. That's, and, and that could very well be part of it too. Yeah. The thing that we're exposed to, uh, in the most, like the first year of life is you are developing the the most in your first year of life than any other. And, uh, like you, it's amazing how quickly your brain that develops in that one year. And, uh, if you're, if that's the form of art that you're consuming the most, I'd imagine that, 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 that will, uh, have a lasting impact on the imprint of your DNA as you continue to develop as you get older. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. But, I'm no scientist, so well, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, by no means am I a scientist. I can say that. But um, was we're getting, we're actually getting a little close to time, but there's one more thing I want to talk about before we get into our recommendations. And that is, well, first of all, I always say, you know, well, you're welcome to come back on the show anytime. This is not a one and done. I always tell my guests, it's like, you're in the family now. So it's like, if you ever have anything where, you know, you're like, there's something on your mind, I want this to be an outlet for you to be like, call me up and say, hey, dude, there's something... I'd love to get off my chest. I'd love to talk about, you know, so because it's hard to have a, you know, with pretty much everybody I bring on, I could talk to for three, four hours and not even skip a beat. You know, yeah, I know. every whenever Zoe just twice now came, that means about 25 minutes has passed. And I'm like, well, that was 25 minutes. That's crazy. Yeah, because we've been going at this point for over, which I haven't, you know, uh, we're, we're approaching the 50 minute mark. Right. Yeah. And at least on the recording time, I may edit some out of this, but. Yeah. It doesn't feel that way, man. It's uh it's always that's the thing, man. It's like uh when you talk to somebody that you're the kind of friend that, you know, you just pick right up and 
and you know we haven't really hung out since the last time i was in georgia which was a few months ago but and well i mean even then was for a very short period of time but before that it was probably two years yeah, yeah. right so, so you just pick right where you leave off then yeah it, that is a pleasure man it's awesome well and so yeah so any you're always welcome back on the show and you know thank you for coming on and having this conversation and but before we get to our recommendations definitely want to yeah. i want to ask you and i like to ask some musicians this what are your favorite artists your other musicians like who are the people that you've seen in concert that's typically somebody's most favorite artist um unless they're just no longer touring but like who are your Favorite favorite artist you've seen live, and your favorite artist in general. I'll start, let's do that. Yeah, um, I um, I would probably say Dave Matthews Band has been uh, kind of my constant top five. Definitely, I've seen him more than anybody else too live, and uh, just the musical genius that he is is so inspiring. Um, and the musicians he has around him are just incredible. And so, and they, they're just so tight together and he's got a different sound than a different way of, you know, I kind of think of him like, like Van Gogh, you know, like the way that he, the way that Van Gogh saw colors and, uh, was unique and different. That's what made him so famous. And the way Dave Matthews sees melody and music is different. And it's really cool. Anyway, so Dave Matthews, um, and I have to think about, I'm pulling up Apple Music right now and looking in my artist library because I don't know why I can't think on the spot like that. That's okay. So many people, you know, I, yeah. so many different. Well, um, answer me this question. If you could think of artists that have not, they're not touring, maybe they're not even live anymore. Like if you could pick any artist in the night of the 1900s and to now you know who would you pick to see live if you had one opportunity free stevie ray vaughn really yeah why is that one of the greatest guitar players one of the greatest blues players ever um i mean the guy would play with such intense passion for three hours straight and uh just an incredible incredible musician probably what do you think about John Mayer? Because I know he's, I've heard similar I, things about John Mayer from the standpoint of a guitar. I love John Mayer. Um, he's, he's, uh, he's obviously, he's one of my favorites too, for sure. Um, yeah, he, and part of, partly why I mentioned, or I was actually going to mention that um, John Mayer's, he said about Steve Gray, um, I don't know, I, I can't, I don't know if this is the exact quote or anything, but I remember seeing an interview with him where he he's like, yeah, Stevie Ray plays like that for three hours. I can play like that for like a couple minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's saying something because John Mayer is pretty, pretty known right. for his, like he'll play a song for like forever. He'll just sort of go after it for, I, I'm not seeing him live, but that's what, what I've heard is just John Mayer just like, he'll just start going and just won't stop. So that's interesting. Yes. So, well, very Actually, cool. Man. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm looking up the quote right now. What's the exact <laughs> quote? Right. Um. Well, I can't find it. I, I see like there's like a there's videos out there of them talking about him, but yeah, there's a lot of respect from John Mayer to to him for sure, and with good reason. He's one of the best of all time. There you go. Well, very and, cool, man. I'll oh, go ahead. I didn't mean to. I, don't oh, want no. to, I didn't mean to stop you there. No, you're good. I like him, Jimi Hendrix, mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Okay. So definitely, you're gonna go, you're something gonna see. Like, it would be just a dream come true if you could just have all the best guitarists of the past 120 years in a room and just listen. Yeah, I'd love to see Prince. You know, um, back in the day, um, one of the greatest musicians ever. Um, Apparently, fantastic basketball player, too, from what I've heard, which he wouldn't have. Yeah, apparently, everybody that knew him said he was just a really great basketball player, and he wasn't a very tall guy. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it's like kind of a... Um, but anyway. Well, very cool, man. Well, thanks so much. And then last thing I like to close out the episode with is our recommendations. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I'll let you go first. And I will say, for, if you, this is your first episode, this is what I like to do at the end of every episode to just, uh, just a fun way to close it out. It's, uh, it could be just something, it could be related, unrelated to the conversation, tangible, intangible, you know, anything at all. It's just a fun way to say, hey, this is something that I use or do regularly that I really recommend as a life hack or, you know, something like that. So go ahead. Well, I'll say this. Uh, we started this way. We can end this way. Um, we started with coffee. And so we can end with my recommendation on coffee. Um, I, uh, if you love espresso um, and you don't want to spend thousands of dollars on, an, on a crazy espresso machine for home, I have um, a machine called the Flare. And it's like a... Uh, uh, manual hand press espresso maker and uh, you can get that and you can get like a hand grinder and you can have amazing espresso for like for I mean it's still going to cost you a good bit Flare has like all different levels too you can buy one for a hundred bucks or you can it can go up to like five fifty six hundred bucks um, so kind of everywhere in between there if you got that with a hand grinder, you're set with espresso. And then you can get one of those like milk foamer things if you want, you know, like a latte or something. But I would recommend the Flare. That thing's amazing. Well, fantastic. I will definitely, I'm definitely, I'll put the, if you could send me a link to that, I'll put that in the show notes even. So uh, Absolutely. I'll make sure I want to, I want to link the exact one you use for sure. The so. exact one? It is one of their nicer ones. Uh, it's the Flare 58. Okay. Uh, get the Plus. The Plus just has a little bit more bells and whistles that I don't think are super necessary. But this one's like, it's like $600. So it's a little pricey, but um, I love it. And what I love about the 58 is it it uses a 58 millimeter portafilter basket. I know that doesn't mean a whole lot to, to a lot of people. But the layman. Um, what I love about that is it's it's like the universal size for espresso ported filters, which is like the the handle and the the thing you actually put the coffee in. Um, and so you can get all kinds of accessories that fit. Uh, whereas the other ones are like you have to you have to you're stuck with the accessories that come with it. So that's why I like it. You know, it's like a universal uh, size. Um, but if you're tied on your budget, their other machines are pretty awesome. Like the Neo, um, I'm looking on their website right now. The the Pro 2 is the one I would recommend if you're if you're not wanting to spend more than 350 bucks. It's 325. Um, it is pretty portable too. You can take it with you places. Hmm. Um. And then they have the Neo Flex is a hundred bucks, and that's like a super budget option. Um, but yeah, I would do the Pro Two or the Fifty Eight. Very cool. Well, I I'll definitely I'll link that in the, in the show notes. Um, I may consider it myself because I do love home coffee. Of course, I love going to Starbucks, but right, that's kind of a my happy place. So yeah, that's the thing though, you know, like for me, I I love making coffee at home. Mm-hmm. And I rarely go to a coffee shop anymore because I just make my coffee here. But if you love going to a coffee shop, you might not want to spend a bunch of money on a on a crazy home setup because you're going to want to go and be in the environment. You know? Yeah. It's all in what you what you want. Like for me, I just want really great coffee. I don't care about the the coffee shop experience. Yeah. But that might matter to you. So you know, maybe maybe you just you know go with the simple thing at home um and uh or if you have a ton of money you know uh do both yeah. <laughs> well, there you go why watch you my one of my philosophies is why why make decisions when you can just choose it all right yeah um, and it's so funny because my the other friend i was talking about justin who's also um in michigan and from the south and is in worship he also loves coffee he's also kind of a nerd for home coffee so he he has all the nice machines and stuff so that's why i really thought you two should meet because y'all are like basically <laughs> i think you might have been separated at birth or something you guys are like so too similar not to know each other 
that's funny. So, yeah, we're actually headed to South Haven, so um, that's pretty close to Holland. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. or so maybe maybe at some point we can meet up. Yeah. So, well, very cool, man. Well, my recommendation, and this kind of goes back to a little circles back to our love for Apple and just tech. This mm-hmm. is something that I so there's a podcast I listen to is an Apple podcast called The Cult Cloth. I'm sorry, The Cult Cult Cast is the podcast. Mm-hmm. Cultofmac.com. It's a Apple news site, and they have a podcast called Cult Cast. And then one of the guys on there developed a product called Cult Cloth, that is a really, 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 really nice um, uh, microfiber cloth for cleaning your laptops or your iPad or your sunglasses or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. it is absolutely fantastic. And I think it's like, the, what's cool about it is it has two sides and one side, it's a duo cloth or something like that. I forgot what he calls it. Um, but it's like one side is very fine and short fa- um, fibers and the other one's very long fibers. And then, so you can use that to the long side to get in between the keys on your keyboard. And I'll link this, but it's really cool. Uh, and there's a there's a, a code on it. If you use cult, I think it might be cultcast. If you use that as the promo code, they may kill me for sharing this, but you get a <laughs> you get a bit of a discount. I think it's if you go on there cultcloth.co. I think that's the website. I will link it. And if you use cold code cultcast, you do get a bit of a discount. I think. Don't hold me to that, but definitely love this cult cloth. I have it. Um, and one of my other friends, he bought it. And he loves it as well. It's just the most amazing. It's like eighteen bucks. Which one would you recommend? There's the clean and polish packs. Then there's just the polished cloth, and then there's the clean cloth duo. You definitely want the clean cloth duo. The duo, that's the one you want. Oh, this is like a. Oh, okay. This just that's a bundle. I'm seeing like the clean and polished packs is like all three of those things. That's pretty cool. I might to, uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now, actually. I might test the code right now. Yeah, see if you can do it, because it is absolutely amazing, this cloth. See, add to cart. See if it works real time. We'll do a single cloth. You just have one? Do you have more than one? I just have one. You just have one of the... Duo. Duo, and Mm -hmm. you use clean basically any screen. Everything. Yeah, everything. Glasses. Glasses, cameras, my field monitors, my iPad, my laptop. I bet it would be good for uh, like a guitar. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's in great. It is absolutely fantastic. And also, there's another app. This is something on the same vein I could recommend. If you have a Mac, I think it works for Mac and PC, but there's an app called Clean Keyboard, which you can run, and it tempor- temporarily disables your keyboard. So you can clean your keyboard without pressing any of the buttons oh that's that's pretty sweet yeah it's really a, it's really a simple program and you just download i can link both of those in the show notes so if you're like a freak about clean tech like i am clean keyboard app and the do the cold cloth are just chef's kiss so so cold cloth is the promo code I, cult cast c-u-l-t-c-a-s-t i believe i think that's a promo code you get two free carry cloths with your order, plus a penny off. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. So you do get, okay, so you do get two, okay, so there is a discount, or it's like, not a discount, I guess, but they threw in something extra. Yeah, and they give you a penny off. Well, there you go. Yeah, well, I like a penny. I like a penny. But I, um, actually, no, you said that I do have the carry cloth, too. I do have I, I do have the carry cloth, and it's good. It's just, it's just a standard, it's still yeah. high quality, but it's more of a standard uh, cleaning cloth, like a microfiber cloth, so... Awesome. Well, all right, man. We we did it. We are at we are right at right at an hour, just a little over an hour. So we crossed the finish line, my friend. Thanks for doing it. Thanks for coming on the show. Do you have any other closing comments that you know you'd like to share or anything like that? I don't think so, man. I think uh yeah, this has been really cool. I love it. Like just casual conversation and um yeah, that's it's pretty sweet. Thank you for having me, man. Absolutely. And again, you're welcome anytime. Any, if anybody in your network, if you want to bring them on and have like multiple people, yeah. you know, definitely. If there's anybody, you know, you'd love to talk, have have on and just talk, you know, that'd be great. So I appreciate that. I appreciate you 
your family, you know, so glad to have you guys, you know, in my network and my, you know, in my friends list. And, mm-hmm. um, so, but thank you so much, my friend. And I will talk to you very soon. Hopefully I'll see you in Georgia sooner rather mm-hmm. than later. Yeah. I think the next time we're there is going to be like, uh, like post Christmas. Okay. Well, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Let me know, man. So all right, brother, we'll take care and I will catch you next time. Love you, bro. Love you.